Come on. The strong, the powerful Jody Hume has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Jody. Thanks for having me. That's a great introduction. I, you should go everywhere with me and just introduce before I walk into a room. <laughs> right. Now announcing. Jody. <laughs> the one, the only. <laughs> Jody provides call support and issue triage for entrepreneurs. She's also the co-host of the So Here's My Story podcast, and she's back on Money Savage. Jody, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, I'd love to. I uh, I have two teenage kids, which I know for, for might be sort of cringeworthy at some times, but um, they're both right in a nice little phase right now where I'm loving them and loving spending this time actually having us all here. It's my son's a senior, and uh, I keep, I'm just in a weird way, I'm slightly grateful for the pandemic because I'm seeing a lot more of him than I normally would in this year before he heads off to college somewhere. So um, the work the work that I do has evolved from my operational work being a CEO and head of marketing and finance and whatnot of as we grew an architecture firm and my interest in psychology and what makes people do what they do. And uh, the whole time I was at the architecture firm, I facilitated our weekly leadership team meetings, which meant that in those 17 years I was there, I was part of the, the conversations every single Monday about what do we do, what what are we up against, how do we decide, um, how do we fix what we decided last week that didn't go the way that we that we thought it would, and so after uh, you know doing some training and facilitation and coaching and and doing a fair amount of both of those things for a number of years, I, I kind of weaved it all together into this on call decision support work. Um, because I found that that most people don't need a coach, they don't need a consultant, they think they do. Um, and I just found that so many of the first calls I had with people who were reached who had been referred to me or had seen seen me speak somewhere, they would want to hire me for these because they thought they were. I won't, I won't necessarily tell you they thought they were broken, but they thought there was something they needed coached on to work on. And over and over and over again, they just needed to think a thing through, to talk it through, to make a decision. And then they were good until the next time they needed to talk a thing through. And so I played around with my model for a few years to make that work where I can just be available as needed. And it's not like an every week or an every month thing necessarily. So that's what I do. I love it. I think that that is it's super cool that that just from the personal experience of of running an organization for a long time, you recognize, you know, I probably don't need somebody twenty four seven, but I certainly do need people here and there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Out of it springs an entire new model and business. So <laughs> very cool. Well, I, I I imagine that that your phone has been ringing probably a little bit more frequently uh, with everything that we've been going through. But what's 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 been top yeah. of mind for you right now? So I think there's a thing I'm seeing lately that um, that no, it's like no one ever wants to talk about it, but it's like the thing you have to talk about. And I was joking with one of my clients the other day that it, it sort of feels like if if I were some 
company whose business was working with hoarders. And I went and knocked on the door and there was so much piled up inside the house that they couldn't even get the door all the way open for me to see in to see what was in there. That that The first thing we would have to do is just some triage work to clear enough space so that we could open the door so either I could get in or they could get out and we could see what's in there. That until you... Like that sometimes before you can work on the thing you want to work on, there's there's like a preliminary step to even make space to work on the thing you want to work on. And the reason I was telling her that story is something and th- this has always fascinated me. The calls that I get will come in waves that are thematic, like I'll have a week or two period. And it's not always obvious. It's I mean, some of them are obvious, you know, around the beginning of the year, you get a certain kind or towards the end of the year, you get the let's plan next year calls like those kinds of things make perfect sense. Sure. Um, or if there's a dip in the economy, you get the how do I think through whether or not I lay people off, you know, so so there are thematic things that way. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll get I'll get waves of themes where people, different parts of the country, different different industries, different size businesses will it'll be the same call every week or you know you know over and over again in a particular time period. And so that's always just fascinated me. But lately, in the past couple of weeks, I have been the theme that has been popping up is we'll get on the call. People will do like a kind of a quick check in, just like tell me what's going on in your world, like how are you, what's 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 the current sort of state of the union, and you know obviously everyone has been in a high stress, high high drain, as I think of it. Like there's yeah. a lot going on in the world between the pandemic and um, and you know politics and just a million other things and the economy and lots of lots of things weighing on the system, and then they would. So that's just sort of a given. They don't even have to touch on that stuff. But then most of them also have quite heavy personal things going on. I I don't know very many people who aren't, you know, pulling up questions about their relationships or – or, you know, having family members who've been diagnosed with something, you know, cancer or whatever, children and having mental health issues. I mean, just big stuff. So the kind of touch on those things and they're like, but what I want to focus on today is, you know, our quarterly plan. (laughs) And, and that would be fine if they said it in the way that I just said it. But you have to like when somebody's voice says, okay, I've got all this stuff, I I can barely think. And, um, but I just, I have to, um, I have to, I have to think about what do I do this quarter? You know, there's, there's a different tone there where they are, they're trying to get that door open and they can't even get it open far enough. And they, they so badly want to talk about something strategic about the year, but they don't have the energy resources or the mental resources to even think that through. And so even though they don't want to, we have to address that like energy piece. And what it reminds me of what I've been leaning on very, very heavily, my mom will be so happy to hear that that (laughs) I draw on something from my childhood. Um, it is when I was little, my mom used to, you know, told us this story about like a filing. If you have a filing cabinet or like a, a dresser in your, you know, in your bedroom or something, you know, you can't have all the drawers open at once. In fact, most modern filing cabinets won't even let you open three or four drawers because they will fall forward on you. You right. have to shut one before you can open another one. Uh, but dressers will let you open several drawers and you can topple a dresser. And so she had told us that very early. And so there was this like catchphrase of sorts in our house 
probably when we were sounding like my clients have sounded the past few weeks, where she would say, you got to push some of your drawers in before you can actually work on that. Mm -hmm. And it was this, like, you have to, you're gonna have to get centered, you know, push those drawers back in so that your center of gravity is where you need it to be so that you can work on some of these things. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Well, I think that that's a, a a great a great metaphor for for what's what what what's going on. Because as you were talking, I certainly was thinking about all the stuff that I've got going on with with my kids and just other projects going on personally, and mm-hmm. this that and the other thing, and then work stuff, and and it it is without question a lot. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Because how old are your kids? Four and one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you aren't quite in the, oh my gosh. So you have, (laughs) right. So you have teeny tinies running around and uh, that's, that's one whole segment of people trying to deal with that while also doing work and whatnot. And then those who are homeschooling, you know, not home, not actual homeschooling, but you know, monitoring kids who are, who are trying to get, you know, on zooms and whatnot. It's just so much right now. And, um, as desperate as we all are to just like, I want to think about the things I want to think about. You really have to, to find ways to push some of those drawers in so that you have the energy you need. Do you think that that it's a function of sort of this this glorification uh, of hustle and I work 24-7 or 25-8 or whatever it might be? Or yeah. is it just that these folks are incredibly driven entrepreneurs that just want to push through stuff and it's, it's, it's intrinsic and not extrinsic? Yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I, I think it is a it's a dangerous combination of both of those things because I have such a love hate relationship with hustle. You you can't be you know I, I both of those things you talk about. I've often had sort of a similar thought about of you know as an entrepreneur you have to be the kind of person who isn't easily satisfied. You know the entrepreneurs are are bred out of that you know, you see a gap and you can't stand that there's a gap between what is and what could be. And you want to close that gap. Right. You have to have that kind of drive or you're not really driven to be an entrepreneur. And I, you know, I've, I've worked with a few people who are trying to start a business. And if I see they don't have that drive, I mean, I'll work with them. I'm not going to say this isn't going to work, but I do have this little bit of like, Ooh, this is going to be tough because that's, that's a place I think you source to keep slogging through some of the hard times because that is this intrinsic like, oh, I can't stand yeah. <laughs> to see that gap that way. I have to I have to close it versus there's no place to externally source that drive to get through the slog. So that's important. Even if I could like yank that out of somebody, I never would. And it has a really nasty underbelly to it where it doesn't like it, the, the, the what is too much knob doesn't really stop where it should and bad hustle. And then you add on to that, this sort of glorification of hustle where it's almost this red badge of courage of running yourself into the ground. And it can be very damaging and, and, and also importantly, not useful. You know, if, if you are completely depleted and running on fumes, you're not making smart decisions. You're, you're missing things. You are, you're not like, the, and this is neuroscience. It's not just like squishy 
take good care of yourself. Like right. maybe you need a nap. It's like your brain <laughs> doesn't do its best work when it's run down. And I don't know about you, but I need all my best neurons. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think that that's so well said. And I think that's probably, well, is that is that wisdom gained through experience? Because mm-hmm. until you do sort of recognize that burning out is is not going to get me to where I go or where I need to go, and if I simply took the day off or two days off or however many days off to go from charging my my phone battery from fifty percent back up to a hundred, that's probably a better decision. So, so <laughs> when you said fifty percent, are you someone who never lets their phone battery get down below like 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 just fifty percent? Because the fact that you even said fifty percent, I'm like, oh, that's a lot. I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually. I, You're charging I, my phone at fifty. Yeah, my 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 wife gave me these awesome like wireless earbuds or whatever, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my goodness, now I now I need to compulsively worry about keeping those charged as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my phone is often below ten percent, and I'm not even worried about plugging it in. Oh. And uh, I I screen capped something and sent it to a friend, and instead of seeing the thing I screen capped, she was like, oh my God, your phone is at 8%. Like, and she was so stressed out by the fact my phone was at 8%. Just I was like, oh, that's, yeah, I don't even, I don't even pay attention until it's like below five. So. <laughs> but that's, that, that is actually a fantastic metaphor of, you know, when, when your phone or your computer, you know, I'm sort of swapping metaphors here. Like if your computer's too full, it's it that's actually a fantastic metaphor for your brain because when you know if you've ever had your computer drive fill up and it's at like 98 percent capacity it's not just that you can't put more in it actually starts to malfunction in small sure. ways where it's like oh that does that's not even working because of of this or that and so that that how you recharge and you were saying like take a day off or take a there's uh, take two days off or whatever I think of it as strategic, hooky, like playing hooky strategically so that you can renew. And the fascinating thing, George, is it it often feels like, oh, I would need an entire week totally disconnected to feel better. And I can't possibly do that. And and when I think of that pushing your drawers in thing, it, it doesn't have to, it often doesn't have to be a week. Sometimes if if somebody just goes for a two hour hike or something, they will that will actually be enough to unfurl the wadded up piece of paper that is their brain and and get give them a little bit more space cuz you don't you don't have to completely reset to use your metaphor you know you don't necessarily have to charge all the way back up to 100 but you need to make at least enough space that you have more brain power to like make a smart decision about what the next move is. And it's, it's like a back and forth of like clear a little bit of space, make some moves, clear some more space, make some moves because we do get into this binary. One of the things that happens when you get depleted and run down and tired and too full is you start to imagine far more things are very binary when in fact that's not the case. And so you start to think like, oh, the only way I can fix this is if I take a two week vacation to feel better. And you're like, well, that's, I agree with you. That's not possible right now, tomorrow, Um, especially right now, which which is yet another reason I think some of this stuff is coming up is we, we don't like, I could say I'm taking a two week vacation. Where am I going? (laughs) What what am I? am I doing on this vacation? Like, what am I going to go sit in the living room? Like it's hard. 
to recharge because we can't do some of the things that we normally rely on to fill us back up. So it's an extra challenging problem right now. But but because so that just adds to it. But we have to to it's one of the, the signs that I tell my clients to watch for is when you start feeling like you don't have choices or like you can't you don't have a choice that it's a move that would fix a thing. It's entirely possible that you are looking at everything in a very binary either, you know, either I have to be away for two weeks or I can't do anything. That's actually a symptom of being <laughs> too overrun. Like your your brain doesn't have what it needs to think in a more nuanced, creative, resourceful, like, ooh, how can I, you know, that, that entrepreneurial energy of, ooh, I can't do everything I need, but like that's scrappy, resourceful, if I could go for a walk and see if that helps, I could go do this other thing, see if that helps and make a little bit of progress enough that you have more access to the parts of your brain that can help you solve problems better. Yeah, I think that that's really well said. It strikes me that that once you become aware of the fact that you are consistently burning out or running yourself into the ground, whatever it might be, that it certainly would be possible to start putting some boundaries in place. I don't know if that's the right term, but just mechanisms mm -hmm. of I'm actually going to, we've been using this term space, of putting just blank space in my calendar so when I look at it, I don't get pure anxiety because I have 50 meetings back to back to back to back yes. Monday through Friday. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's funny. I think it's those, those two things are really important. Like on the one hand, knowing what your, your, um, your tells are for when you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, I know one of mine is when everyone I talk to or encounter is bugging me, including the people that I normally like really adore and love and enjoy spending time with when I'm like short fused about like, Oh, just zip it. Like, I don't hear enough. Oh, right, right, right. I'm like, okay, I, this happened. I, I run round tables. Um, you know, I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work, but I also do these round tables with business owners so that they can also, you know, do, do what I do, but for them, but for each other as well. And there's so much value there. And I love the people in my round tables. In fact, that that's one of my, like, I wouldn't invite someone to be part of the round table if I didn't really love them as a person and enjoy talking to them and want them at that table. And, um, a few months ago I was facilitating one of those and the whole time I was just like, Oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, I know that that's not because of them. Like I, I know for a fact that if they're bugging me, I am the problem. Like I am run down. I don't have a tank available to be interested in other people and empathetic and listen in a nuanced way. Um, and I was just short tempered and frustrated. And I was like, I, I have to, I need to do something to, to make a little more space or give myself a little energy back. And so those are the, the tells, some of the tells I look for, but then yes, not only is what you said, the boundaries and how you look at your calendar, a way to fix the problem, but I love it even more more as a way to avoid the problem in the first place. Right. And that, the, the warning I will give there is, I mean, it's great to look up, you know, calendar strategies and how other people plan their stuff for ideas, but it is an incredibly custom fit mm. kind of thing. Um, you know, I am, uh, you, you mentioned my podcast, uh, my, uh, my co-host Elliot and I, 
just we realized one time that we cannot record at three or four in the afternoon. Like if we four o'clock in the afternoon is just it, it will always reliably be a terrible episode because yeah, our brains are just that is not either one of us are not good in the late afternoon. And we we can't even think what to do an episode on. And when we have recorded, it's just so bad and not interesting. And so we just don't. Like if if there's a week where we've we've just our schedules have gotten crazy and the only time available is four in the afternoon, we don't even bother. We just like on the a couple of those times, we're like, well, you know what, let's 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 pull back an old episode and one of our favorites and like do a do a replay this week or something. And um so so that's like so when when I look at calendars for me, I know that mornings are my best thinking time. And so I put the stuff that needs my best thinking time in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I create space. And, and you know, in the app, and here's another really important thing right now that it took me a while to stumble on. I can't sit here at my computer and stare at video chats for the whole day. Like at the very least, if I don't have actual space between where I can go do my own work, I at least try to to schedule in phone calls because those are those have a different texture. You know, mm-hmm. if a phone call, I can walk around. I can either walk my neighborhood, I can pace around my house. I'm not literally sitting here staring at the screen. And so that texture of how your day feels and what gives you energy and what takes energy, I, it's, you know, it's almost like a P&L statement or a balance sheet or something. I'm not sure which one would be the better metaphor there. But, you know, some things contribute energy and some things take energy. And you really have to watch that math formula to make sure that you're not, you know, you're not creating an ongoing deficit. I love it. Well, Jody, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Mm. My difference-making tip probably goes to exactly what we're talking about. Like, do not imagine that taking time and going and doing something that that sharpens your axe back up again is is some kind of um, is anything other than super smart and super strategic. And whatever that is for you, and this is probably the tip part of it, is don't be judgmental about what that is. You know, if it's if it's something like you know going for a hike that that's great. But if it's something I'm trying to think of something that would be like a really guilty pleasure, like watching playing a video game or watching some like, you know, children's cartoon. I don't know, I can't think of something right off the bat that (laughs) that would feel like it's not good enough to be a thing that gives you energy back. But, um, but it is I mean, napping, honestly, no one no one uh, entrepreneurs do not go lightly into the suggestion that they take a nap. <laughs> but um, but that can also be a, a really powerful thing. So whatever gives you energy back, um, it, it's important. So I, I think the more entrepreneurs can take personal responsibility for their own energy and that they come to every day as, as with that, you know, at least 50% on their battery power, That's right. that, that really, really, really makes a difference. And in ways that I don't think you even necessarily see but it's super important i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on i'm all about naps jody I'm, <laughs> throw that out there for everybody I'm a big fan big yeah gotta recharge the battery of, of napping well thanks so much for coming back on where can savage nation learn more about you so if you go to leadingclarity.com 
there's a couple things there. You can find uh, a link to my show. So here's my story where Elliot and I, uh, fantastic business wisdom. We also laugh a lot, but there's a lot of deep insights in there. One of us tells a story and then we roll from there and I facilitate it to make sure that we don't just ramble all over the place. <laughs> but uh, so you can find a link there to listen in each week. And I also, only for people who listen to these interviews I do on other people's shows, I am I'm playing around with doing the work that I right now only do for a small number of, of you know, hand-picked one-on-one clients. I'm really curious about being able to do this on-call decision support for people that I don't have an ongoing, already established relationship with. And so there's a link there where you can schedule a 20-minute call with me. And it, that is, I want to be super clear, it's not a sales call so much that I literally will not discuss working with you on that call. If that's something that interests you, that has to be a separate call. This is just to for you to get a taste of having someone to process an issue with if you have a conversation that doesn't have somewhere to go to, you know, to, to keep your wheels from spinning on something. And it's also for me to beta test, does that work? You know, is, is this effective? And so far, it has been useful. Um, so it's, it's a really fun experiment for me. So there's a link there where you can schedule that. Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jody your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to leadingclarity.com. Check out the podcast. Schedule 20 minutes with Jody. Thanks again, Jody. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.